Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Daisy Diaries. Today I am joined by the lovely, amazing Amanda Steele. Hi. Hi, how are you doing today? Great, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming. It was like, I was so excited to have Amanda here because I'm just very inspired by you as a friend, as just someone who looks up to you. Um, she, if you didn't know, Amanda is a trendsetter, okay? Like your outfits, just everything. Um, so we're just gonna just jump into conversation and just quickly talk about just everything that's been going on in your life. Um, how was your week? How are you feeling today? How are you mentally? Just kind of give us a little rundown. Okay. Well, thank you for, yeah. for the intro. Um, my week, my week has been consumed with the steel relaunch. I'm so excited about yeah, that. Yeah. I'm so, so excited. Like, I feel like I had a breakthrough. I feel like I had a breakthrough this um, this week where I got to really like dive into my creativity uh -huh. and like work on something that I'm obviously really passionate about. Yeah. And I've felt, I guess, since having the baby, yeah. like kind of a little lost and like, okay, now what do I do? Yeah. And now that things are in motion with steel, I'm just like so excited and I'm like really confident in it too. I love that. So for those that don't know, Amanda is a mommy now. How old is Gaia now? Guys, 10 months. Oh my gosh, she's about to be one yeah. already. It so feels... you'll have to come to the birthday party. Oh my God, I'm so excited. It feels like you just gave birth not too long ago. I know, But same. it feels like forever at the same time. So um, I am actually, I think one of my biggest fears is to give birth, to have a baby, just because it's such a huge drastic change. Like literally you're now having to take care of another human being. And I think it's beautiful, but it's so terrifying. And I remember, um, I love watching your content. Like now that it's like, I, it almost makes me excited for motherhood because it like gives me a little bit more insight. But I remember you saying that like you prepared for your birth and you took all these vitamins and everything, but you, it's still like, were you, what was your birthing experience like? Cause I, were you rushed or anything or did you have a C-section? Was it natural? I had a, an emergency C-section. <laughs> And it was extremely traumatizing. Um, she was born on her due date. So okay. I was full term. Nothing like had gone wrong. Um, I wasn't induced. I basically, like the week leading up to the birth, mm -hmm. um, I was feeling really not good. I thought my water had broke for like, just like trickled. Like sometimes it just is a little bit. Uh-huh. So I go to the hospital and they're like, nope, send me home. And then like two days later, I'm just in excruciating pain. I'm like, have to go to the hospital. And then they're like, well, you're not progressing. Like you're not dilating anymore. Mm -hmm. So they sent me home. And I remember being so like panicked. Like I just knew, like I felt like it was so wrong that yeah. they were sending me home. Mm -hmm. um, and then it was like the next day or so that I got the pain again and I was like I'm you know they sent me home and I told myself as soon as it feels unbearable I'm going back yeah um but I I knew this one was like actual labor because it would go like in waves like uh -huh. the pain would come and then it would look like contractions down. almost yes yeah, so uh -huh. it goes high and then it like will completely stop you'll be like <laughs> completely fine and then you'll be like in excruciating pain. Oh my God. Yeah. So then I went in and I was like epidural right away. Like that obviously was the worst pain of my life. Um, 
And I, I must, I don't know what was going on. I think maybe because they sent me home so many times. And they weren't like taking care of the issue. Yeah, and it, I think what happened kind of aligns with the fact that if they had like checked me for like my water being broken, yeah. but it, and it, they said it wasn't, but it actually was, that can cause like an infection. So, so your water was broken? We like, we literally don't have answers. Like I've just been recovering from like the trauma of that and then learning to become a mom and everything so That's i haven't a lot i haven't yet been able to like go back and like really question everything a like lot. dissect exactly like yeah. what happened and like um but yeah heart rate was dropping and then they started rushing me to c-section and they were like okay just kidding like it came back it's fine and then a second time it happened again and this was for real, and I'm freaking out. Also, during this time, I the epidural wasn't working enough for me. Like, no. I could feel like my legs and stuff, and I just thought I was supposed to take it all away. away. So I remember being panicked of like when they're pushing me to the operating room. That I'm like, okay, are they gonna give me more medicine now? Yeah, because they're gonna cut me open. Like I know this, and does not seem like they had done anything. I got myself onto the operating table. It just like happened what? immediately. I felt everything. You were awake during while they were cutting you and everything and they didn't give you any more medication? Can't you like sue them for that or anything? Like I just think that like sounds absolutely horrifying. Yeah. Uh there's a lot, but like I said, like I've just been like trying to trying adjust it, to my yeah. life and and you know, someday I'll get to that. Oh, I'm so sorry. I feel like, and because you're having to not only deal with all the trauma, like you literally at that split second that Gaia was out and like now you're a mom and that's like your main focus. Well, the thing is that she, when she did come out, she uh -huh. was not breathing. So there was no like, oh, here's your baby. I you just know? got the chills. Like, oh my God. Even, so when you, even when you have a C-section, they, they'll put the baby like on you, uh -huh. on your face or something uh -huh. um, to do that skin to skin. But that was not a possibility. Also, since I felt like everything, I was screaming. <gasps> and so the doctor at some point like says to the anesthesiologist, can you put her out? And I remember saying like, please put me out. Like I could not take it. Oh my God. And then I, so, you know, when she came out, I was like, I didn't, I, to, like, did, I didn't know her. if I was really a mom, you know? Oh my God. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. That, that sounds very heartbreaking. So then when they knocked you out, then you woke up, like what happened next? I woke up and like my doctor was there, my mom, um, they were like, she's in the NICU with yeah. Francisco, her dad, um, and the doctor, like the neurologist, like basically explains like, this is what happened. She didn't have oxygen to her brain. So she's doing this treatment. Um, and I, I'm all like loopy and stuff. Like I don't yeah. even know what's going on really. And I remember being like, oh, like is she, does that mean she's going to like have yeah. special needs, yeah. you know? And they say, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. Did you at any point, think that like you weren't gonna make it or she wasn't gonna make it like did that cross your mind I think a lot of what my experience was like was based off of how much trust I had in mm, the and, like, the doctors and yeah the people and, around you. in doctors so 
I feel like I I trusted that I was going to be okay. Yeah. Um, I knew that what they were doing was normal. Yeah. Um, it was just the fact that I could, like, feel it. That felt like I was dying. But I knew I wasn't literally going to die because yeah. they weren't going to let that happen. Yeah. Oh, my God. That just sounds insane. I feel like that's something. And, you know, I kind of look at it in a way of, like, men are never going to be able to experience that and they just like oh she gave birth and that's it but they don't ever really see like the pain and the way that the body actually changes i think the craziest thing is how the women's body's organs literally shift to make space what do you feel like is the biggest like change like physically that you have seen like in your body i gained so much weight when i was pregnant and I'd got my boobs done right before I was just I got about pregnant. to say that you yeah. I remember you had just gotten your boobs done mm -hmm. um did that like hurt or change or like anything do you feel like well that it played a part in why I feel like I also didn't know I was pregnant because mm, I was like oh you, I just got my boobs done like yeah. they're but I was kind of upset I was like why my boob job was not supposed to be this big you know oh yeah so it was like that and then they just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and so there was just like a lot of it was like getting going from completely flat to like really a double big. d within like six months how did you find out that you were pregnant um i was <laughs> i was on a shoot for my brand yeah and i was modeling and i, I remember the week leading up i was like working out so much and i was eating healthy uh -huh. you know and I'm just like getting so emotional feeling like I look so ugly and my body looks bad I'm like I look so bloated like why you know why am I looking like yeah. this like I've been doing everything right and I think when um Francisco had come back to the shoot his yeah. friend was the one that was shooting me mm -hmm. um his friend had told him said I think she's pregnant like she's been emotional and thinking oh she looks bad God, and he like knew yeah and then so I was like Ugh. and I've taken so many pregnancy tests like yeah. over months before yeah. this so I was like okay I'm just gonna order one pregnancy you test it. yeah <laughs> and I just I didn't even take it right away I was just like I'll just get to it you know because mm -hmm. I'm like I'm gonna be disappointed again or you know it's, it's not gonna be what's actually going on yeah. with me and then yeah. What was your reaction like? Were you like scared or were you happy? Like, I was definitely. I don't. It was. It's actually hard to explain. I can. I can explain my reaction. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember like calling for him and yeah. being like, um, "Come here!" And it was like some because I was excited. Yeah, you know, like I was excited, but I was also terrified. Yeah. And I was also shocked. I was like, this is not real. And I I almost felt like I can't believe that I'm going to be showing him this positive but, yeah. pregnancy test. And so I literally like, I'm just like shaking and I'm like about to laugh. Like that's like how I was gonna <laughs> yeah. respond. And, and I was just like, uh, just come in here. And then he saw it and then I immediately went to like go lay down. like. And process everything well now we have here beautiful kaya she's gaia so girl. cute guy is here with us today she has the coolest mom and auntie ever um do you feel like your friend group has changed ever since being a mom or like the role that you play in your friends now like what does that kind of look like now 
I've always had like a small group of yeah. people, mm -hmm. like always. I yeah. It's not like anything crazy mm -hmm. transformation wise in that. I definitely have noticed like the way that some people that I considered like my friends mm -hmm. are like close enough, mm -hmm. um, how little like they had reached out or mm. maybe it's kind of like, oh, she's a mom now. Like, let's not even invite her or well, like. I think some people don't just they don't understand. So they don't know how yeah. to like talk to me about stuff. Yeah. Um, I think it's like, yeah, those people that like I just saw just didn't care to mm -hmm. like like be there be like even just continue like our friendship the way that it was once I was pregnant I was like not hurt because that's just obviously someone yeah. that I don't need, need in, your in life. my life yeah but it's changed in that way and the fact that the people that I surround myself with on a day-to-day -day, like it's so deep and it's so hard like to be mm -hmm. a mom and yeah uh, a lot that people our age like around here don't know yeah so having my closest friends and the people that I hang out with be people that I truly trust and can confide in mm -hmm. and are supportive. Yeah. That's, I guess, how it's changed more. I can see both sides because, like, when my friends get pregnant, I don't know what is okay and what's not. And I guess it's just communication, you know? I think, like, you're still the same person at the end of the day. It's just now that there's another human being in the picture. Um but I think it's so beautiful that you're a young mom because you are literally going to get to grow up with her. And I'm honestly terrified that I'm going to get pregnant at like 30 and I'm going to be like a super old mom. But no. <laughs> my mom had me at 35. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. OK, that makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like maybe one thing that um, I feel a lot of pressure on is to like rush to start a family or like anything. Um but I'm still single, so I'm just kind of like, I got to find a boyfriend first before I even think about having kids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a set up for that question, but um, I guess I would say to that, not necessarily. Yeah. Uh, I think that, especially because, you know, we are the women, we are the ones carrying the baby, we're the ones that are going to be mostly responsible mm -hmm. for the baby. Yeah. That relationship is most important, so it's... It's when you're ready, ready and you can decide like when you're ready. Um, it is, though, important to consider the partner that you do have a yeah. kid with because it could be like a relationship is good on its own, mm -hmm. but then it completely it changes. Cha it can change everything. And you just truly like need so much support and empathy and understanding and help and in a partner in a partner for sure and I, even like my friends so that's why mm. relationships have changed too because i feel like i'm now i'm just so needy like before mm. i'd be like oh come over let's get ready let's go out let's do this fun 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 where yeah. now it's like oh i'm just going through the worst thing ever right now or like i'm so emotional i'm losing my mind people that you're not that close to might be Not. like oh that's kind of just a bad vibe to be around so oh, you need that you need people that love you no matter what and mm -hmm. understand that like you're going through yeah a big time yeah and you just need that support I feel like even with um like for example when I, I I used to deal with depression a lot and um when I was going through like those phases it definitely shows you who really is there and who isn't 
And it, it would almost make me feel guilty for reaching out and like being needy. And it sucked and it made me feel very rejected and not loved. But then I also had to understand, like you said, like then those people are not meant to be in mm-hmm. your life but going back to the partner thing um i think that's another thing that i'm even scared of because it's like having a kid with somebody like you're you guys are together for like not together but like you guys are connected through a baby for the rest of your life and it's like that's something that you won't be able to change yeah and you know even though like i because i'm no longer with mm-hmm. guys father um I can I can separate myself from him in that relationship mm-hmm. and you know I know that he will be somewhat a part of my life for the like rest of my life yeah. um but because I'm an adult I I can have my boundaries and distance and stuff where as for your child yeah that's their you know if we're talking about partners so like that's yeah. your their father yeah so um thinking deeply about that like that's that's the most important thing less of oh i'm gonna be with stuck with them forever it's like literally your child is stuck with that person person forever yeah so now that we're talking about partners are you so you're single right now are you dating or are you kind of like just focusing on yourself what's what's your love life looking like right now um i'm I wouldn't say I'm dating. Okay. I'm like, I would be down, but... Like if a guy comes and he's like, can I take you on a date? You would be open to it. That actually is the thing where right now where I'm at, you know, I will let, I'll let a guy take me on a date. Like, yeah. I haven't yet, but <laughs> um, <laughs> like, yeah, if you want to take me on a date, sure. Mm-hmm. And then that way I can like really, you know, sit down, assess. Like I'm yeah. not going to be acting in the way that I used to, where I'd just be like, oh, that person's cute. Like, I want to talk to them. Like, let's hang out. Let's Mm. do this. Like, oh, I want him, you know, like, I'm just down to see, like, who wants to treat me nice because... Who wants to pursue you. And, like, what do you feel like are... What do you look for now? Like, moving forward, because now you're a mom and, you know, I feel like maybe your perspectives have changed and now guys in the picture what qualities are you looking for in your next partner would you say i would say someone that has a clear like path of their goals Mm -hmm. um you know like i'm not someone that i'm like oh they have to be super established and have a lot of money or whatever but just to know that they have a future that they're like committed to Mm -hmm. is important because I'm happy to support people, you know, along their journey and reaching their goals. Like I am too. Yeah. Uh, So definitely someone that like knows what they want to do with their lives. Yeah. Someone that brings and adds to your table, mm -hmm. you know, I think something that I had to learn is like us as like, you know, we have our careers and we're established and we're, financially stable and we're very thankful for that i think what we look for in a partner is somebody that can not only add to the table but like we can build together maybe i've had in the past where like i've had people take away from the table and i'm just kind of like i i've reached a level in my life where i'm just so at peace that i'm like i would want somebody to not disturb my peace at all like just add to the table but don't move anything around and like let's focus on that yeah i think my perspective is different in the way that 
now I don't care about what anyone thinks about me, like if they Good. like me or Good. not. Um, I, I'm full and like I have my true love, which yeah. is Gaia. Yeah. So they'd have to be really offering like a, a lot. lot. <laughs> um, but I guess it's, it's just at, at the same time from being a single mom and always um, prioritizing someone else and always taking care of someone else and doing it alone is very, very hard. So I would definitely be looking for someone that wants to like take care of me a little bit, Yeah, you know, what in whatever way that means, but yeah. just, I would want someone to make me feel like you're taking care yeah, of, you know, like I, I don't have to be in charge and I was happy to be like in charge in relationships before, mm -hmm. which I always will be because it's just like who I am. Yeah. But, you know, I'm I'm not going to be dating just a fun, hot yeah. you want, guy. You, you need like a very masculine man who's going to come and protect and provide and just let you be a woman and be feminine and be submissive and just be Gaia's mom. I, I know you'll find it. You'll find mm -hmm. it eventually. So I'm ex I'm I'm looking for that too. I'm yeah. Like, Fuck. I think the main thing that I look for in a relationship is just to feel protected. I feel like a lot of the men in my life have failed me, and it's made me a little bit. Um, I don't trust men, and I know that it's I don't I can't like blame like my father or like anybody like that. But I think the main thing that I look for in a man is like to feel protected and to feel safe. And I think that's something I feel like every woman kind of just yeah. wants that in a partner. It's just to feel safe. Definitely. That was something that was hard um, thinking about splitting from mm. my partner mm -hmm. with having a child because all of a sudden, like, now we're just two girls. Like, as yeah. as vulnerable as I am as just a woman alone, yeah. whether that's living alone, you know, traveling, doing anything alone, now I'm like now you have 10 other. times more vulnerable um so yeah and also like you said that uh i mean needing like a masculine man so i can be feminine that's something i think really is important to me because i have to be guys mom and mm -hmm. dad and i have seen how i am in relationships mm -hmm. that push me so much into the the masculine the side masculine side yeah and i don't like it like i love being a strong powerful woman but i don't like being a man i don't like being yeah. the man yeah same it, it almost takes away from my femininity like mm. but i i feel like because you're so independent and like i'm independent as well and we love being boss bitches it does suck though because in a relationship we want to kind of put that wall down and just be submissive and feminine but mm. i can't imagine you having to balance both being the dad and the mom and just being single and young and in la and having your career and filming content i feel like if i were to become a mom i wouldn't even want to do content because i'd just be so overwhelmed so i admire that you're literally just able to do so many things so many things um how are you mentally right now I'm doing well. Okay. Um, you know, I'm in therapy. Well, that's nice. I just started therapy again yeah. as well. Yeah. For the first time? No, I resumed it. Okay. Yeah. Good. I had stopped for two years, but I was like, maybe I, I should go back. I love therapy. I think it's yeah. Everybody I feel like everyone should be yeah. doing therapy. <laughs> it's it helped me a lot. 
I've learned a lot of tools mm -hmm. um, to cope. Mm -hmm. And I've been diving more into like spirituality. I love that. Yeah, I love it too. And just really thinking about like what like my purposes and mm -hmm. what my passions are and you know knowing like things about my astrology chart like life path number like stuff like that that I helps, love that helps tell me who I am and yeah. like feel secure in these things mm -hmm. that are just a part of me yeah uh really just like diving deep into myself and being strong but it's definitely been a long process mm -hmm. um going through like postpartum emotions and stuff and then also like a really, really hard relationship yeah. that I was in and, and got out of. And it's just like, there's still things every day that... Yeah, it's like a, a challenge every day. Every day is different. Yeah, but I'm now very much like excited for the future. I love that. Uh, I think before I was just so much more overwhelmed where I'm like, how am I going to survive? Yeah. How am I going to do this, this and that? Because like, it's it's a lot to take care of a baby, yeah. um, work be the only one providing mm -hmm. um definitely not a lot of time to like do everything you need to do yeah in spirituality what I've learned is like it's a bad day not a bad life and just reminding myself of that really keeps me grounded and also I think back then I, I used to always just focus on like the negative or like my emotions and how I was feeling and now just being more grateful and just remembering that we literally only have one life um kind of just helps me kind of get out of that rut I feel like even at times like life can be very good and then I'll end up like spiraling and mm -hmm. it's just always a challenge I swear it's like the the stars you know like yeah. there's just like times where it's good and it's bad like there was just a leo full moon oh yeah there was a leo and moon. it was like the best weekend like when the really full moon happened it was the best weekend ever for me it was the worst weekend for yeah me okay <laughs> I, I was feeling everything so intense it does affect signs differently and everything mm -hmm. you're a leo mm -hmm. um i'm sure you were thriving for sure what yeah. is do you know what your rising and your moon is mm -hmm. uh capricorn moon and sagittarius rising <gasps> i'm a sagittarius rising as well yeah, yeah. oh my gosh love um your capricorn moon oh my gosh i feel like you would definitely win in all arguments <laughs> you're like you don't let anyone talk down on you yeah um well i love that what mm -hmm. what's guy's um zodiac sign pisces oh my gosh she's a pisces little mm -hmm. dreamer baby i know i didn't know any pisces like ever like I was never honestly close. i don't really know a lot of pisces either right like yeah. i was i've been looking so much at like coaster app and then like looking at all of our friends and stuff and i'm like we're all like leos scorpios or libras oh yeah isn't it so crazy that me and your sister have the same birthday yeah we have the same birthday what's your moon i'm a libra rising sag moon in cancer yeah i think that is so i've never met anyone well, actually, I hooked up with this guy and we had the same birthday and that was like such a mindfuck. It was so weird. <laughs> and I was like, I, I have a friend who also has the same birthday. He's like, wow. And he was so weird. But you were saying that you're relaunching Steel, which I love. Um, what has the process been like? I saw that you parted ways with, your, with the partners that you were with. Mm -hmm. Do you have new partners? You're doing it on your own now. Um, what has that been like? Like what, how long has it taken like mm -hmm. what do you feel like it's going to be different now so 
I left my partners because I just was not happy with how things were going mm-hmm. and we had a 50-50 ownership of the brand. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get enough say in mm. it. And I just finally felt like I think I can do this on my own. Mm. Then I got pregnant and it just wasn't like possible for me to the do timing. it all. Yeah. Uh, and, and we also had to look to find like new options. And so I found this team of girls in Australia that there's a designer and then some that a girl that does the production. Love. So I'm working with them right now. And then I think just as we go, we're going to be like outsourcing like yeah. other mm-hmm. things to make mm-hmm. everything happen. Um, I also have these investors that had <gasps> just like Love. invested into like my personal like social channels mm-hmm. and um, steel as well. I love so, that. Yeah, but it's, it's a much smaller budget okay. that... I'm working with for this relaunch than the initial launch, mm-hmm. but I feel like I just feel so good about it because really? I love that. Um, I think just the way that like I have changed uh-huh. so much and there's been this break from steel. I feel like it's just going to come back and it's going to just emulate like a, like, like a rebirth. Yeah. Like me, just like, but also just a new chapter. Yeah. And like, just, I love that your creative outlet is fashion. I love your outfits. Even the outfit, right? Thanks. I feel I feel so basic right now. I no, was... I love the jacket. And I, I literally have been like saving so many jackets like that because we're making a leather jacket and I'm just trying <laughs> Ooh, to put I love, love, love. everything together. Um, what do you feel like is your favorite thing about like the clothing designing process or just like in general? What's your favorite part about it? I realize that I, I really like what I find out about myself and – I used to just be like, oh, I can't draw, you know, like I'm, I, mm. I don't actually sew and I don't actually draw. Mm. So I guess I'm not really a designer. I always talked kind of down on myself mm-hmm. in that way until now, since I'm working with people overseas, like mm. we don't have time to just be in person, like yeah. discussing all these details. Mm-hmm. So I'm now going into my closet and taking pieces and doing so much research and I'm pinning and tailoring stuff to send to them. And then I'm like, this is designing. Yeah, like you're, you're doing you're, this from you're your creative. brain. Yeah. <laughs> I I feel like even if you don't have the skills though, the creativity behind it is an art in itself. Um, just even showing your expressing yourself through fashion, mm-hmm. I think is just such a cool thing. And you're literally a trendsetter. You've been a trendsetter <laughs> for the longest. I just saw the TikTok you posted. Yeah. With what was the it was a commercial, wasn't mm-hmm. it? It was and like, it was it like can don't wait. text and drive. Yeah. <laughs> like oh my god you I know when baby. I saw that I was like oh and I saw in um for 2020 2024 like maybe it's like either Leo or the Sagittarius mm-hmm. placement something about like the transit um it hasn't been in this spot since 2012 so whatever oh. you were like involved in and focused at on time, at it's that like... time it's going to be happening in 2024 and so I go and I look back I'm like Good thing I have all of my videos, like wow, my whole entire life. Like look back at it. Yeah, and I looked, and during that time was when I was like the most excited about creating, mm-hmm. and I was putting out the most stuff. I think that's that was the time frame that really like built me that, like, to like catapulted. finally launch at some point. So I'm excited to like try to channel that energy Again. Um, into. I love how excited you are. I just like you glow when you talk about mm. these things. So you have been on social media for how many years now? Like 
on like creating content 14 that's it well, what about you um since 2017 you were like 20 2010 oh, holy crap mm-hmm. and it's in like you're still here you know like you're you still been able to i love how your content has progressed with your life you know i started off on youtube but i if i'm being really honest i just kind of fell out of love with it and i think i've always been the type to be like if i don't love it anymore if i'm forcing myself to do it then i i just rather not do it Mm -hmm. um and i'm just kind of then i wanted to venture into other things and i i tried to do the wine but with that the beverage industry is so hard if you don't have investors so all the money that i was putting in i was barely making back and then because of the partners it wasn't really working out and i was just kind of like okay i'm no longer passionate about the wine Mm -hmm. so i was like let me just not do it and but because we only have one life i'm like i want to try whatever i i i like put my mind to and if it doesn't work out then it's fine it's not the end of the world i think i used to always think like if i don't succeed in the wine that i'm a failure but now i just kind of look at it and i was like that was fun i loved it for the time that it happened like you know what's next um it's a learning experience. Definitely a learning experience. So you don't have to like ever think like that was a failure. It's mm-hmm. like you got to learn how that process goes mm-hmm. and apply it to any future endeavors. Yeah. Um, I think now my something that I'm so passionate and that I love is the foundation that I have right now. Just philanthropy. And I'm like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. like that brings me a lot of joy. Not so much YouTube anymore, which sucks. I'm still going to be on social media, but I feel like I'm as I grow older and I don't know I mean maybe it's like the internet can be so cruel at times um and because you grew up I remember um because being in LA you get to club at a very young age and like I remember when I first started clubbing and like it was coming out it was like such a big deal because I didn't even used to like cuss or like flick off the camera like I was very like clean on social media and then i was like being rebellious and it was like such a big deal um but because the internet can be so cruel and i feel like at some point i even kind of like closed off and i'm like i don't want to share so much because once you share a lot like the internet feels so entitled to know every single little detail so how have you been able to deal with that side of the internet throughout all these years or you just I remember during that time, like 2017-ish, uh, when I like moved out of my house, was really like living in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember finding it important for myself to not involve social media or f- my phone at all when I was in person mm-hmm. at any social event. Yeah. Uh, just because my whole entire life was online. Mm-hmm. And also playing with that too is um you don't want to be weird you know when a lot of people have like followers and stuff like yeah. you don't want to have your phone out all yeah. the time mm-hmm. so it was that was something that was really good for me and then after a while I was like I'm living this whole other life yeah that is so different than yeah. what I do online mm-hmm. and I just I really love having the two like be one like really I, I like my life is public I, I think maybe because I'm a Leo yeah i i'm open i i like to share yeah it's just something that feels comfortable to Mm -hmm. me i've done it forever yeah i am really i guess i i don't have a lot of like really close friends or people that i feel 
like I can be super open with, mm-hmm. but I always used YouTube as and like that audience outlet. as my outlet. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, I will always go back to that and always will make me feel better. The I love hate, that. I, I was just looking back when I was looking at my old videos, like yeah. the comments and I was like, oh my gosh, I've been getting the same hate like forever. Years? But I, I guess I just know, like, I don't, I'm not going to like put anything messy online, mm-hmm. like purposefully yeah you know yeah and I guess I just understand like what I think is worth putting out putting out there and what's not yeah and I didn't start as young as you but I remember in the beginning like when I would get like a bunch of backlash it would literally dictate my entire day and I would get so depressed and now like you said I've just reached a level I've just reached a point in my life where I'm like I just don't care anymore what people think about me. Like, as long as my family's healthy and my family loves me and my loved ones are good, like, that's literally all that matters. Um, I also... Do you do you ever take social media breaks? Because I don't, and I think I need to. <laughs> I need to so bad, but this is my issue right now. Like, I'm uh-huh. severely addicted right now because of what I've, I've just been through. So mm-hmm. I would be so tired. Like finally Gaia is sleep trained. So she sleeps through the night and mm-hmm. life is more normal. But before I'd be up every two, three hours and just life was just so overwhelming for me that if I got a chance to be alone, I would be like, I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling for mm-hmm. however long I'm allowed to, or I can, like, I don't care. I need this. I want to turn my brain off. Yeah. And so that's become like a habit where I just immediately like scroll scroll distract whatever and then now I'm realizing like I don't have these excuses anymore to like to do that to do that now you're like just doing it because it's a habit yeah so I need to be more mindful of my social media usage Mm because it's terrible like TikTok has literally like I can stay on TikTok for hours literally and my attention span has became so small because of TikTok Mm -hmm. and sometimes like the algorithm will change to something that like, I'm not even liking what I'm seeing. Like, the yeah. the stuff that's <laughs> popping up in the For You, I'm like, this is not hitting. Because, like, maybe that hits for a different time of the yeah. day. Or, you know, like, yeah. I'm like, I'm just scrolling a bunch of stuff that I'm not really interested in. And I feel like it's so terrible for your brain because it is. even if I'm taking in information, like, I'm I'm learning something from TikTok, that's just, like, still catered towards me. Like, mm-hmm. it's... The algorithm is so insane, so I can't even really trust that what I'm learning yeah. is is it just, you know, facts based off of my interests? Yeah. Or is it real? I feel like even um somebody said this the other day, they were like, Instagram almost feels like a dating profile now. And I was like, oh, I never thought about it that, but I was like, that is so true. Like you literally can just find someone on Instagram and like that's how, that's what you based off of like yeah I heard that too because I guess I, I'd kind of thought of like maybe like going back on Raya or something mm-hmm. I didn't like Raya I never yeah I never got anything out of Raya but like say like hinge I just like being a mom being a new mom what? I just don't I don't feel too comfortable just be like being on hinge with yeah. like so many people what what's hinge is hinge just like a dating app or is it like a, yeah okay but it has more like prompts and it's a little bit more like quirky and you know more about their personality. Oh, okay. It's not like Raya that's just like on here for famous hot yeah. people. I did not see any famous hot people. Honestly, me, me either. <laughs> I was like, what is this? I'm like and- not, not aligned with my type. I think that I'm dating apps are just not for me. Yeah. I mean, 
I've tried them out. I'm not closed off to them, but I, every single like person that I've dated, um, has been through like meeting them in person and stuff. Mm -hmm. I feel like I just like that connection better. I just think my energy like does not translate, which is interesting because I'm my whole life is online, social media, but I don't know, just like being like, Oh, this is what I look like. So if you like what I look like, then we can talk. Yeah. And then this is what I have to, you know, like if you're just basing it off of like just what I look like, then it's very, you might be confused by my personality or something. That is true. Yeah, no, I don't think I could date, like, just based off of social media. I think I would definitely need to meet someone in person. I feel like I could, or I guess I've, I noticed when I was on dating apps in the past. Yeah. I might, you know, I'm only liking people that I like how they look. And then you speak to them and you're like, this uh, is, you're not my type at all. Yeah. So you, you just miss out on all the people that you probably are like super compatible with and would get along so well with just yeah. because you're looking through a catalog of being like, nope, yes, nope, yes. Um, going back to you growing up um, on social media, what do you feel like has been like the biggest lesson that you have learned from growing up on social media? Hmm. That's a big one. Yeah, it's a big one. I just I just thought about it right now too and I'm like I don't even know what my biggest lesson would be. On I think my biggest lesson would probably be just to not take things personal. Mm-hmm. I used to take everything that everyone would say personal or like if somebody didn't or if somebody like unfollowed me, I'd be like why did they unfollow me? But now I'm just like it's just social media. Like it's not that big of a deal and I shouldn't take it personal. I think that's probably my biggest lesson that I've learned. I think mine would be um like the saying of people's opinions of you or as a reflection of themselves. Yes. That kind of thing I've learned a lot Mm -hmm. just by being like, this has nothing to do with me. Like this is all you and being able to separate that. So I really like that. I I learned that, but like more on the business, like success side Mm -hmm. of it, I guess biggest lesson would be to just never stop. Like obviously stop if you're like uninspired and it's not Mm -hmm. making you happy. Like I Mm -hmm. do that too with YouTube. Mm -hmm. Like I'll be like, this is just not it for me right Mm now. Um, But there's times where like you're following a path and you're doing your thing and then maybe someone new pops up or there's new creators and they're doing something way different. And now, oh, is that the new thing that you do? And so you might think, okay, so what I do doesn't matter anymore or I need to change it to go that mm -hmm. way. And it's everything has like always come back around. Yeah. So learning that just stay on your path and stick stay true to yourself stay true to it is so important one of my goals for 2024 was to work on my sobriety because i feel like um i always needed to like drink at social events or like because of having a wine company and stuff like that i would like have wine like thursday friday or like sundays but just like i quit nicotine cold turkey i thought it was going to be easy to quit drinking and I literally it's so hard it's so hard um I had I already I already folded I already I had some drinks yesterday um but I think maybe if I like slowly like stop drinking versus me just trying to quit cold turkey maybe that'll help that's like one. yeah for me right now I am stuck in this thing where I made like wine Uh uh-huh a part of my routine really so i'm like i'm no but i mean like i'm not 
<laughs> like, I don't necessarily need to drink a glass of wine, yeah. but it's just like, you know, after you do something every day, like I have to do um, strict bath bedtime routine with Gaia every day, yeah, every night. So, you know, once it becomes like this time or like once she's put down or like once the nanny leaves, like to me, my brain goes, okay, now no, it's like can't. time for a glass of wine. But I love that though. Cause it's kind of like your reward. I remember when we would be out getting ready, we literally would just be taking shots and then chase her another shot and chase her. I, oh my gosh, I, you're crazy. I love, how long have we been knowing each other for? Since like, I think 2018. Since like 2018. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Um, you know what moment replays in my head all the time? I will never forget this. We were all in Miami. This was like all of our friend group was there and we're about to get on a yacht and here you see Amanda walking down and she's dressed like she's about to go on a fashion show and Banks looks at you and he's like, Amanda, this is not a fashion show. And then you're like walking, you put your glasses down and you're like, it is to me or something. And <laughs> I, I love that moment. And we were all on the yacht and you're like, just all fashion. It was just cool. But I love them. <laughs> I love the memories that we've been able to make. Mm -hmm. we, have some, we have some really fun I memories. feel like the like the years like leading up mm -hmm. to my pregnancy is when we were the closest. Yeah. I would come over all the time. I mean, I'm still, I'm still here. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a friend in me and I know that I moved. I'm, I'm honestly very glad that I moved though, because I feel you have your sister here and your parents live here as well. Do they? An hour away. Oh, okay. That's not mm -hmm. bad. Um, I feel like I'm just so my priority now is my family. And so now that moving back to Dallas, like it really helped me out mentally. I don't think I would ever move back to LA I don't want to say never but um being back in Texas definitely there's nothing to do in Texas it's flat there's nothing to do there and I was like there's no way I'm raising my kid in Texas so I don't know if I would raise my kid here but that's something else that I've just like thought about it's funny because I had started getting ideas of you know at least my my day-to-day -day life so far since having Gaia uh -huh. is that I stay inside the house all yeah. day. Uh -huh. uh, I work from inside the house. Mm -hmm. Also, I just am like, I like my house. You know, yeah. I would always have people over at my house and- Your parties were iconic. <laughs> you, I, you literally were having so many parties at some point. We're like, everyone's going to Amanda's. It like became a thing at some point. I know, I'll just like see people that are like, oh, Amanda, like, oh, I know your sister or something. Like, I don't recognize these people. And they were like, I've actually been to your house. I'm like. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> you know what's the most iconic thing? Your restroom with the wallpaper. Yeah. E everybody, like, when people would post selfies there, I'm like, oh, they're at Amanda's house. Mm -hmm. Iconic. I love it. Yeah. Now, now it's converted the, the whole I dining saw, room. I saw. I saw. Converted I'm... to Guy's playroom. Mm -hmm. Covered the floor, toys everywhere. I love that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, we used to play a lot of games there. That was fun. Yeah. Oh, you, are you, do you still have... What was his name? Your dog's name? Leo. Leo. Mm -hmm. You still have him? How mm -hmm. is he? He's great. It was very hard for him oh, with the baby. Really? Yeah, because it kind of went from me being pregnant, like anticipating the baby. Mm -hmm. Like I just had so much like love mm -hmm. and like free time yeah. that I was giving him extra attention. Yeah. And then the baby came and then it's all of a sudden like, no, you can't jump up on the bed. You know, you can't mm. go up here. You can't do this. You got to stay away. Dang, that's Just something it, that, like, people don't think about. I never thought about it that. It takes time to, like, have them understand the boundaries. 
So I just, and I also like, I, I'm like, I, my job right now, taking care of this baby. Yeah. That's what my job is right now. Yeah. Um, of course, Leo's also my baby, but yeah. you know, I, at, during this time, I also had other people around me that, yeah. um, helped. But now like, he loves her. Like he Aww, is so protective that. And they love each other. And I'm like, just wait, Leo. I'm sorry that you got, like, this attention taken from you. But soon she'll be, like, his best friend. Like, she'll play with him all the time. Just right now, he he just gets too excited. Mm -hmm. And so he'll, like, run, like, really fast. He, like, knocks her over. Yeah. And that's... He never would, like, ever bite her. Mm -hmm. Like, she will pull his hair crazy. Mm -hmm. And he will just lick her. But it's just when he gets too excited and he knocks her over. Yeah. Oh, baby Leo. Mm-hmm. Well, we're getting close to the end of the podcast. Um, I guess my last question is, what are you looking forward to in 2024 besides relaunching Steel? I'm looking forward to Gaia's growth. <gasps> Me too. Yeah, I mean, she's about to start walking. She's about to turn one. Oh, my gosh. And it's just going to be – it's just – Honestly, every month, every even week, there's mm-hmm. something new and exciting with her. Yeah. And I think by, you know, this time next year, she'll be talking to me. Like, oh my God, legit. So right. And that's going to be insane. But I'm right now thinking, like, please don't grow up anymore. Before, when she was really little, I was like, okay, we can, like, like you know, we can get a little bit older, <laughs> like, so you can... <laughs> you know interact with me a little bit more but now she's at this age where i'm like stop it stop it right now oh my gosh well i'm excited to just witness everything and just to be a part of your journey and i'm very thankful for our friendship and i'm thankful for you and i love you so much and thank you so much for coming i love you (laughs) sorry all right thank you guys uh thank you guys for listening and i will talk to you guys next thursday bye guys